Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And that's your host, Kyle. Good morning. Actually, it's the evening. Actually, it's nighttime. Actually, it's whatever time it is for you, listeners. Yes, time is irrelevant to us gods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Peter. I didn't say my name. Yes. And neither did you. <laughs> I was going to say Peter, also known as the the kitty god. Mm-hmm. God of cats. Do you think in certain polytheistic religions there's actually a god of cats? <laughs> you know, I thought for a second, oh, I can Google god of cats, but that's going to come up with so much other stuff on the internet. I, I'm going to do it. I can't imagine. Probably get flagged. Oh, snap. Best, bestet is an Egyptian god that is a cat. Well, you know, yeah, I was going to say, there's gods that are cats, or at least that one, but I don't know oh. about, like, a god that is like the crazy cat lady that, like... That just has cats. ...oversees all the cats. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, a world full of cats, do you know there's an island in Japan that's called, like, Cat Island that just has a shit ton of wild cats? I've heard of that. Yeah, uh, a couple of coworkers of mine uh, were in Japan for a thing, and one of them went. Oh, they actually went? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, there's not like a million cats. It's a really small island. Like, you, He's like, you could literally walk around the entire island in like 10 minutes. Hmm. But he's like, yeah, there, from what I saw, there was about like 50 cats, and they follow you and stuff because people feed them. I want to go there. Right? Yeah, well... Uh, we should probably get on topic. <laughs> That's not what I do, Peter. That's not what we do on Funk Radio usually, but, you know, sometimes we have to pretend we have standards. Speaking of monotheistic religions, uh, what are we talking about today, Peter? That was, that was the worst a, segue That ever. was a pretty terrible transition, but I've heard worse. Yeah. And so have you listeners, if you've listened to us before. This topic is, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be upfront about this, uh, we're, we're going to talk about stereo versus mono recordings and music not from a perspective of like going into a whole bunch of history or you know technology about it because having done a little bit of research there's a lot on this topic and so that in itself i feel it could be one or two episodes um but we're not gonna do that right now um (laughs) more specifically talking about basically is stereo better than mono which i think you know, if you ask the average person that, assuming they know what you're talking about, they would probably think, well, that's a stupid question. Of course, stereo is better. Um, but I did a little bit, a little bit of, uh, you know, playing around with it today. And uh, I think the answer isn't quite so clear. So uh, to start off, if you don't know what stereo or mono is, uh, basically stereo is short for stereophonic. And it is a type of recording slash mixing of music. That's been pretty much the standard uh, since the late 50s into the early 60s or so. It tries to mimic real life listening, basically, by having, you know, the sound of different sounds or different instruments or whatever. It plays in your ears through your headphones or whatever in a way that kind of is supposed to mimic if you were listening to it like in real life uh, in person. Of course, this is all done mostly from the post-production standpoint, when they're actually mixing the song, they can fine-tune on all of these things. Today, we don't really think about stereo. We don't give it a second thought because that's 
how music has basically been for the last half century. And really, I don't think anyone even, well, maybe some like fringe hipster people record in mono. But other than that, like, you know, it isn't something we really think about today. Um, I've been mentioning mono prior to the 1950s or so. Mono or monaural recording was the standard. And basically, there's no fancy, oh, sounds are coming from different directions. It's just everything you're hearing is coming from a single source. I guess if I'm understanding you correctly, stereo like allows a certain shift in sound where it sounds more like it's coming through like like if you're wearing headphones, it yeah. sounds like it's coming more from like the right or the left headphone thing speaker. Whereas yeah. mono, it's not like mono is coming through one headphone. It's just that it's one singular track played coming through both through the same on both sides. Rather than slightly different tracks that emphasize a left or a right channel. Yes. Yeah. yeah, basically. And depending on the song and how it's mixed, if you only have one earbud in, for example, you might notice that it sounds a little bit different than if you have both in because, you know, the way it's mixed, you might only be hearing things that are only on one side or you're missing things that are only on the other side. Yeah. Um, the left uh, and the right. Funny anecdote about that. I was listening to a podcast. And oh. I was listening to it through one uh, earbud and like one guy who was talking was like really soft. And I'm like, wow, that guy's really quiet. Hmm. And I didn't realize until I happened to it both in that they had somehow that they had mixed it in a way where it's basically one guy was dominant on one channel. And uh. The other guy was dominant on the other to kind of give the effect of like, you know, you're between the two people talking. Uh, and so because of that, like I could barely hear one guy when I only had one in and I just thought he was a quiet person. I think in most songs and recordings, you don't usually hear that much of it's, it's, or how do I say this? It's not as distinguishable. Yeah. Cause usually, cause even you, in your case, you could hear a little bit of the guy. He wasn't completely only on the left channel. The other guy was completely on the right. Mm -hmm. Um, and most things aren't even that different you know they're there's they're mixed a little bit more evenly um but you still definitely in some cases or you know to achieve a certain effect they will do certain things in either one or the other so anyway um we're not really going to go into the history of of stereo versus mono like i said the 50s slash 60s was kind of when it kind of made the change and uh you know there's a lot we won't get into historically but there's one kind of snippet i want to uh, mention that i found um, from the Engineering Technology and History Wiki, I found this quote to be kind of interesting. Uh, it says, quote, Because few people owned stereophonic record players in the late 1950s and early 60s, record companies had to release nearly every new album in both stereo and regular format, basically mono. This irritated consumers and record retailers alike. Playing a stereo record on your mono record player was sure to ruin the record because of the playing stylus was so different. Record store owners resented the fact that they had to try to stock different versions of each record. Practically nobody objected when the record companies discontinued mono records in the late 60s. Huh. That is funny. So I didn't I didn't know. I, I, it makes sense, but I didn't really think about how records were produced differently between the two types, and record players could only play one or the other. That makes sense because um, one thing I do know about record players is the grooves that you see in a record if you zoom in like like almost like microscopically into the grooves the 
the edges are actually different on either side of the groove that the needle is slotted into. Mm. And that actually represents the left and the right channel, the way that the needle vibrates against either side of it. Okay. So maybe with mono, the needle only vibrates against one side or something. I'm just spitballing. (sighs) Yeah. I, um, I kind of skimmed some of the, um, the technical aspects of how like records are produced between the two types. And there Mm -hmm. was something about the, the direction of the grooves kind of on that microscopic scale scale. Apparently they were different enough that you needed different equipment to play the two of them, at least uh, mm-hmm. in a way that wouldn't destroy the record. It's funny that you say that. Cause I actually, I couldn't name them right now, but I have a couple of records from like the early sixties and stuff where they actually advertise on the record cover, like in stereo mm. And I didn't really think much of it, but yeah, I mean, if stereo was still kind of a new technology in the early '60s, they right. probably want to advertise that. So not only not only from the marketing perspective of oh, it sounds so much better, but also the technical perspective of hey, if you have a mono uh, record player, don't buy this. I yeah. think it's a, a good distinction to make there. Um, so to get into what inspired this topic in particular. Something that I I either read this or I, I somehow I know this or through experimentation I don't exactly know the mono versus stereo distinction is basically irrelevant when you're talking about voice recordings. So I w- I has would had been wondering at some point recently, you know, would there be any benefit to us to to me exporting these podcast files as mono because like oh maybe that saves a bunch of file space or something. Uh, but then I was thinking, well, what about because we do play music clips on a fairly regular basis. Mm-hmm. And so if I did that, would that noticeably cut down the quality of those music parts? I learned two things from playing around with this. For one, uh, if you save a file as mono versus stereo, it doesn't have any difference on the file size. Really? Um, most people don't probably won't care about that. But I... Uh, I was surprised by that. I was assuming, oh, it's half as many uh, tracks in audio-wise, so you know it should be half the size, but it's not. Um, things like the bitrate slash compression and the file type, that kind of stuff plays into it a lot more. Uh, the second thing I learned was that, uh, you know, not talking about voice recordings like us, uh, for example, but in music specifically, the audible difference between stereo and mono is sometimes obvious, but not always. And this can be based on a number of different factors, which we'll get into a little bit later. The thing that surprised me about that is that I was actually coming into this expecting to not really be able to tell a difference. But actually, not only can I tell a difference in many cases, but from song to song, the the amount you can tell uh, varies quite a bit. Really? Um, which I wouldn't have guessed. So that in this experimentation that I was doing, um, I tried clips of several different songs, kind of swapping back and forth between stereo and mono, seeing, can I tell the difference? Um, and I saved out a couple of them that we can play here on the podcast so that you guys can listen to basically, uh, what I was playing with and see if you can hear the difference as well. We're going to play a few, I have four different clips. We're going to play Kyle. Each of these is probably no more than like 15, 20 seconds long, but they each, every few seconds, they flip back and forth between stereo and mono. And I tried 
to pick song for so these four songs i try to pick ones from different decades but also from different musical genres to kind of get a kind of a variety here mm-hmm. um so for the first one i chose a song that we mentioned pretty recently um from the new chromio album just a few episodes ago i picked this song just friends because it's kind of a you know it's modern it's heavily produced there's a lot of instrumentation um a lot of you know, bass and everything. So I figured, you know, that would be one where you could probably tell the difference. So why don't we go ahead and play a clip of this, and then when we come back, we can kind of talk about our impressions of it. My time, your world. I sit back and watch it unfurl. And they can't blame me because I'm worried about my girl. Fight every night and day and make a boy right away. This is driving me insane, but I still love you anyway. Yeah, it's... It's interesting after listening to it a couple times, sorry. Uh yeah. the mono version does sound kind of flatter. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like the sound isn't as rich. It's still coming through both headphones or both ear pieces, whatever. Yeah. But it definitely sounds like someone kinda I don't know, like turned down the volume or something. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, uh I was I got kind of a similar impression it's kind of similar because i know we've talked a little, at some point before we've talked about you know audio compression and whatnot and i feel like it's not this it doesn't give the same effect as compressing it but it's similar and that it, you're right it doesn't quite feel as rich or like it doesn't feel as full and it's hard to explain that but it's not as noticeable as i might have guessed but at the same time doing the comparison like that i'm, I'm noticing it quite a bit mm-hmm. and you i guess you don't realize how much the stereo qualities kind of have a subtle feel to it that I guess we just take for granted, like I said, because it's been like this for decades and it's certainly as long as you and I have been alive. So I don't know. That's kind of interesting. So I'm going to play uh, so the second clip is the song Hypnotize by Notorious B.I.G. from 1997. Right, the interesting thing about this one is I couldn't tell the difference as much. Yeah, uh, I definitely noticed that as well. I tried a couple of different rap songs, and the amount you could tell was almost indistinguishable huh i wonder why it's Um, so much more noticeable like with say a newer song well i don't know i so so my theory with this is that rap is naturally more emphasized on the vocals and less on instrumentation in general you know rap is a huge spectrum of things but what i noticed is that you know, because the previous song we listened to, it's it's uh, the instruments is a very huge part of what you're listening to. Whereas a song like Hypnotize, yes, there's music in the background and it is an essential part of the song, but it's a fair bit cut down, I would say, from what you hear and what you would say a, a song in a different genre. Mm-hmm. And there's more emphasis on the vocals, which kind of ties back to what I was saying earlier about how in voice recordings and whatnot like that's you basically can't tell a difference so yeah i i did observe the same thing from this song and i found that kind of interesting i'm curious if you'll be able to tell less and less of a difference as you go back like somehow 
post-production in music has grown so much that they take more advantage of the stereophonicness, whatever, mm-hmm. of songs and are, are and are able to manipulate that in post more through like programs than they could through you know simple track recording systems right well and in addition to that just the the way they go about recording as well and capturing it i feel like can play a big difference too uh the third song continuing to go back a little ways in time uh is the song i have the tiger by survivor This one I could tell a little bit more than yeah. the uh, hypnotized by Biggie. Like, you're probably you're probably right that that rap focuses more on vocals, and as you said, with vocals, it's much less distinguishable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one when it would switch to mono, it's weird. It almost just sounded like it was further away. Yeah, or it sounds like it's coming out of your phone or something. Yeah, almost. yeah. Yeah, that, and that's an interesting point. Um, I know a lot of people, when it comes to phones and phone speakers, kind of shit on phone speakers that are usually uh, only on one side of the phone or on the bottom of the phone, and a lot of audiophiles like when phones have, uh, I guess what you would call dual speakers, where one's on the top and the bottom, or the left and the right, um, because it offers a more balanced stereo sound. Like, I know, I, I, I forget which phone it was. This one review where I was watching was, like, totally shitting on it because it had, like, one mono speaker on the bottom of it. It wasn't even, like, both sides of the mm. phone. And because of that, it basically made anything coming out of it sound like crap. Hmm. That's a good question, too. Because stereo is obviously meaning two, can you play right. a stereo, can you get the full effect of a stereo track through one speaker, or is it, does it require two? Probably not. You're probably just hearing it. Like hearing one channel, basically. Yeah. That's interesting. Because you you basically get what's coming through the left and the right through just one. Yeah. Altogether. So the fourth song uh, that we're going to play is Mustang Sally by Wilson Pickett, way back from 1966. I could get a little bit of a difference on that, but really not much. You know, one of the reasons I included this one was because I personally cannot tell a difference at all on that one. There's, I could only tell where it changed one time, and I'm sure you changed it more than once in that track. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really hard to tell. Like the hardest so, of all of them, really. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of this kind of ties into something you were theorizing about a couple minutes ago, which was like, as you go back, does it become less noticeable? I would say probably yes, because um, it's 1966. By this point, I think stereo, you know, if we're going on what we were talking about before, stereo was mainstream, pretty mainstream. But the quality of recording equipment at the time, mm-hmm. 
I think in the 70s or so, it started to get quite a bit better. Anything before that, into the 60s and before, you can tell it's old. Yeah. I think that seems to play into this a bit as well. I don't really have a technical explanation for that. But yeah, it, we I think you and I have definitely observed the same thing. It's like, it's like listening to music in black and white. <laughs> that, I, that's kind of what mono is. <laughs> that's probably the best way you can explain that. Yeah. We've kind of talked about a different, a couple of different ways, you know, things that might be playing into the difference here, like why we can or can't tell the difference between stereo and mono, uh, like what's standing out to us, basically, that's helping us identify that. Um, we talked about like the fullness of the instrumentation versus the emphasis on vocals. Um, we kind of covered that already. The high, low frequencies. I didn't research this specifically to know whether this is a thing, but um, I personally feel like you're missing some of those higher lower frequencies yeah by flatting it down that way that's that's kind of what i was going back to especially with chromio is it mm. sounds like they took the waveform and just kind of flattened it you know yeah like you could hear everything but you're not hearing the highs and the lows you're just hearing like the midtones yeah and that's similar to like i was saying earlier too is you know if you were to compress an mp3 really badly you're basically what you're doing is cutting out those high and low mm-hmm. frequencies. Something we have not touched on yet is the quality of your headphones or speakers, I think could definitely play into this. Well, I guess we did talk about headphones a little bit if you're only wearing one side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the quality, cause like I didn't do any of these experiments with low quality earbuds. Cause I don't think I have any on hand at the moment, mm. but I'm curious what those sound like in those. Cause that could make a difference because i'm wearing fairly good quality headphones same here um, over your headphones so uh it could be that if we each were wearing something of a lower caliber maybe we wouldn't notice as as much yeah that's a good point and then so that plus this next point which is basically everybody's individual sensitivity to audio quality you know, you listeners might have listened to the last four clips and be like, what the heck are you guys talking about? It just sounds <laughs> like it's playing. Um, that could be, that really could come down to the headphones you're using to listen to this or like how much you can tell. Yeah. Personally. It's funny you say that. Uh, this was maybe like a year ago. I stumbled on this site where it tried to test your audio fidelity, I guess, uh, mm. where it would play a flack version of a song which flack for those of you that don't know is think of flack as like 4k audio it's like super high high yeah. quality it's a good way to play. uh and it would play flack and then it would play an mp mp3 and it would go back and forth and ask you to like press when you think the flack is playing and like mm-hmm. i think my audio fidelity is fairly good and it did five songs i only got two of them right oh wow yeah, and I mean, I had my I had my good headphones on that I use when I'm at my computer, so mm. I kind of found that interesting. That like you know, audio purists always say, "Oh, flack is the best," blah blah blah, but I largely really couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, and we've we've talked about varying audio qualities before, different compression and stuff, and you know, I I think we've said several times that MP3, while it is the most like ubiquitous file format out there. Um, audio purists will say like oh it's garbage but really most of the time can you really i mean you really can't tell the difference and like you said even with comparing it to flack which is probably one of the highest quality audio out there Mm -hmm. 
even even someone like you who has a fairly good ear for it like couldn't tell uh, two out of five times yeah that's 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 interesting because i i remember a long time ago we did we i mentioned that they had come out with this mp3 player that only plays flac files and it was super mm, expensive yeah. and i was like why <laughs> Well, you know, and they yeah. charged like I think it was like five dollars per song or some ridiculous amount because oh, they're like they're like oh it's high quality, and I'm like no one's gonna buy this, and then no one bought mm. it, and they went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think you know compression is all one thing, and stereo versus mono is another. But I think they, at the end of the day, the they're very similar conversations, uh, more so than I guessed coming into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I guess basically as a final answer to this, it's like I don't think there is a true answer to is one better than the other because it your mileage may vary based on all these different factors. Uh, it depends from song to song. It depends on if you as a person can tell the damn difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it depends on what you're listening with. You know, I think there's extreme cases in both directions. Like, for example, a song that came out a month ago you can kind of tell the difference. A song that came out 50 years ago, you can't really tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you listeners, oh, you know, don't listen to mono. I, I don't even know how the average person would even go about listening to mono unless they knew how to convert all their songs into that. And listen yeah, to I don't think most... <laughs> like, it's not really relevant. Most current songs aren't even recorded in mono. So... It's a little funny that at the end of the day, it's kind of not really relevant to anything. <laughs> um, it's still interesting. But it's, yeah, we I think we touched on um, s- some fringe like audio engineering stuff that we don't really usually think about. Um, so yeah, that's it. Any uh, any further thoughts on this before we uh, close out? Not really. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, the funny thing is I have a couple of records that are in mono, but they're old 45s, so I don't, mm. I can't play them. So I'll never know because what they they're like. Because they're mono, you mean? Well, not only that, but because they play, they're by 40, not 45s, I'm sorry, uh, 73s. They play at like uh, a higher RPM, so my record player doesn't play those old types of records. They're like one of the weird uh, speeds that yeah, a lot of yeah, record players don't back, use. Back before, back before they had 33 RPM and 45 RPM, they had like one that was like 72 or something, and they spun really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they got they got rid of that and did 33 instead. So, do you have those more as like a novelty thing? Yeah, they're just in a frame decoration. Not, not to play. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're you're not gonna play them anyway, I guess. No, no. Unless you, uh, unless you break the glass. Yeah, break glass in case of old timey phonograph. <laughs> I got the old Victriola. We're gonna crank it up. Do you think that's where the term "crank it up" came from? Is when people used to actually have to hand crank their record players? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, you listeners should Google that or Bing that and tell us on Facebook at Facebook. Did you just say Bing? Who the fuck uses Bing? Nobody. Oh, I was about to freak All out. All hail our Google overlords. Well, uh, you listeners can tell us your favorite color on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Or if you don't feel like talking to us and you just want us to talk to you, you can go to getyourfunk.com and listen to all of our other episodes that we've done. Actually, you know, I'm going to search something on there really quick. 
trying to find yeah so if you listeners are interested in learning more about um like high quality audio and the bs behind uh, special players for like high quality and stuff um we talked about that way back in episode 106 nice so if you listeners want you can go search for that on our website and listen to that and if you feel like giving us money we have a tip jar it's called just the tip And if you don't feel like giving us money, then don't. Whatever. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna raise like four hundred thousand dollars to give it to a homeless person, and then not give it to them, spend it on ourselves. Hmm. That actually happened. It's like it was like a big news. Story. Not with us. No, God, no, no. We're not. We're, <laughs> we're, we're dicks, but we're not that big of a dicks. Remember when that happened? No, some some couple like raised money for some homeless guy that like gave this woman her his last twenty bucks so she could get gas. But mm-hmm. they ended up raising like four hundred thousand dollars because it blew up, and rather than like give him all of that money, they're like, "Oh, here's fifty thousand dollars. We're going to spend the rest of it on ourselves." And then mm-hmm. the homeless guy ended up suing them, and it, it was a big thing. Well, luckily, no one's going to give us money, so we won't run into those legal issues. <laughs> Please give us fifty thousand dollars. Oh God. Okay. Well, I don't think we have anything else of value left to say here, so we're going to go. Cool. Um. I don't know what we're talking about next time, but you'll figure it out when you hear it, listeners. Yay. 